tonight by request oddly enough um we're gonna first start with the suspicious murder of tiffany jenks and uh throw in a little mk ultra talk with that because perhaps they're related and then dive into more things if max you want to tease any of that you can hey hey um no i mean it's uh, I, I think kind of covered it I, I i my my research you know when i was researching this you know, the, um, the, the murder of Tiffany Jenks and it, you know, the possible connection to mind control and whatnot. I, um, I don't know. I just ended up going down a rabbit hole of monarch mind. It's called like monarch mind control. Uh, it's related to MK ultra. And so I just ended up going down a huge rabbit hole of that. It is definitely related, really weird, bizarre stuff. That's going to be kind of difficult to explain, but I'll, I'll do my best. Um, and yeah, that's so. I mean, I think yeah, I think we should just probably start with the request. Uh, thanks for the request out there. Glad people are listening. That's cool. Yep. Um, I figured we'd start with um, kind of the official story. Um, I think that's a good place to start. So when I did the initial research into this, I had actually not heard about this case prior to this. So thanks for the tip. Um, it was interesting. So when I started, I actually just read the like official police report, like the investigative report, the actual document that kind of describes like um, what evidence they had and how they were able to track where she went off certain tips and, and this kind of thing and checking cameras and all this stuff to put together a picture of uh, what had happened. And there's some interesting little tidbits in that police report that allegedly did not end up in the court case, even though it's kind of suspicious. So um, I will briefly sum up what happened that night based on what this police report says, and then I'll get into the, the interesting things about it. Um, so from what I read, um, Tiffany Jenks uh, is was, you know... Uh, a professional. She worked at a. She was some sort of engineer uh, or scientist a, at hydro- uh, yeah. hydrology. Is that um, what you of hydrology at a um, hydroelectric dam in. I don't know where this took place. It's, it's headquartered in Port, Portland, Oregon. It's called the uh, Bonhomme. Oh no, bon- Bonville Power Administration. It's now a federal thing. It started in, in like around 1940s. Okay. So she's they own working 31 dams in the Pacific Northwest and provides 75% of the Northwest region's electricity, which, oh. yeah. And it covers Idaho, Oregon, Washington, Montana, California, Nevada, and Utah, and Wyoming. All right. So I say that because it's important. Um, she's not just a, a random girl. Like, this is, I don't know. She had a, you, you'll see what I mean when I get into this. So, um, she had met with her psychiatrist and had talked to her ex-boyfriend at some point before the later that evening when this police report starts. Um, she was known to have um, said things along the lines of people are out to get her. She thinks she's going to die. Like her time's coming soon. That kind of stuff. Um, I think most of the people around her were questioned and they kind of confirmed like that's kind of she was saying things like that um most people kind of dismissed it so you know as most people would um oddly enough so the other part of my research i had listened to a interview podcast i don't remember what the podcast was but they actually had uh the ex-boyfriend on whose name is john captain i believe um who has now, he has since come around to kind of after what, what all happened, which I'll continue in a second, um, has come around to think maybe she wasn't crazy. <laughs> so 
All right, so the night goes like this. Uh, and sort of- yeah, and on top of that, I think some people, because after her, well, her father passed, and after that she started, I guess, kind of drinking a little bit. And so people would also say, like, oh, yeah, she was just crazy in that way too. Ah, yes, important information. Not crazy, but just very, like, you know. Out of control. People, yeah, you know, yeah, unhinged. Yeah. So the official story goes, and this is where the – the report kind of picks up. She goes to a, um, we'll call it a bar slash club, um, and goes in, talks, to, starts talking to the bartender, says some of the things like somebody's gonna get me, like I'm probably gonna die soon, um, and this is confirmed in a police report that uh, the bartender said, yeah, she said that stuff. Um, he had her sit close to the door for didn't specify why. Um, but at some point later on, she decides to go out and take a smoke break. And when she does this, uh, three individuals approach her. Um, if I remember correctly, it was two kind of rough looking dudes. Um, and then one like lady in like business casual attire, which is interesting. Um, after that, they talk with her for a bit, and eventually she leaves with them to go, I think it's across the street, or somewhere nearby to a different uh, club, where they approach a vehicle. It's a black Cadillac, 2008, that they later tied to the business-dressed woman. Uh, they get in that car, and they drive off. Uh, later on in the evening, I think some, actually what's so weird is, well, I'll just say they find her at a park. Um, I think this is 20 minutes after she meets the, these three people, they find her, uh, dead in a park, uh, gunshot like wound to the head. Park, yeah. Um, and when the, so nobody called the police, I think it was, a jogger or something that stumbled across her and then called the cops. Um, but upon canvassing the neighborhood, at least two of the people nearby said, Oh yeah, I did. I did hear a gunshot. That's what that was, you know, that kind of thing, but they never bothered to call, which is, you know, that's crappy, but I don't know. I don't know how densely populated this area was. Um, Mm. I didn't really describe that. So, that's it like it's pretty short and to the point but it's so strange because like at least the two guys definitely seem to be the type to engage in kind of shady activity but what's up with the lady in the suit and it makes no sense and like another part that's kind of frustrating about this case is um there was like no jail time for anybody. Right, so I, I, yeah, so okay, I at least saw, for the at least for the two dudes, like the, it was like no, no, no. One of the guys I think in 2013 got uh, charged with 18 years. Like okay. he was the one who was found guilty of shooting. Of, okay, um, yeah, so shooting her and her. <laughs> but, the guy, but, the, the guy yeah, that did the shooting is the weird. one that got the sentence, but. It's frustrating that the other two basically got off with a hand slap, which is right, right. And uh, I guess even from what I was uh, reading and seeing in videos, they were talking about how those two, I guess, were married, and um, apparently, like they were having some fun times in the in the bush at that park. And then when they were questioned about it in court or in, during investigation, they both had kind of a different report where they said, uh, Oh yeah, I, I heard a gunshot. No, I didn't. Um, you know, they both had kind of conflicting details gotcha. and yeah. And from what I understand, like that day or that night, they kind of, I think they just drove off, you know, they said that they went to Portland, Oregon to sell a gun to someone, which I guess was the one that was used in the murder case. And the serial number was scratched off. Hmm. So yeah, it's like it. Oh, it almost sounded like it, those three were involved together, and then yeah, and even even if those other two weren't involved, I mean, what, how did they not notice something like that? You know? Yeah. 
So, um, what <laughs> the crappy part about this is that really they just the official like when it went to court and it all was said and done. The official story was that she was like just kind of a drunk and was not um, just. You know, they almost said, like, you know, this, her behavior led to this, essentially. Like, it's almost kind of blaming her. And that, like, if she wouldn't have been drunk, she wouldn't have gone with those guys. And that this was just a random killing. That's the Classic other. blame the victim sort of thing. Yeah, and this is a, and the, yeah, the other frustrating part is that it's, they just say it was a random killing. Which just doesn't seem right to me like it just if it was like one or two dudes that did that and uh, it's just so the lady in the suit just throws me off in this whole thing like it doesn't make any sense right so a bunch of yeah with my crazy tinfoil hat mine uh, it jumps to a bunch of things um like you know was she a handler um was uh was this part of some is she in some cult or something that does this? Like, is this just a weird yeah, organization and, that does this kind of stuff? It's it, what the heck? right. And, and in one of the and I think in the camera footage, the CCTV footage, you'd have to fact check on this. But I know that I do know that in the footage they shook hands. Like she shook hands with those those three people when they uh-huh. when she met them outside. So at first, you know, investigators were saying, oh, well, it looks like she just met them for the first time because it was like an introduction sort of thing. But then, and this is the part that you have to fact check me. I know that after the case was kind of, was kind of closed, her boyfriend uh, is John, right? Yeah, John, yeah. he um, noticed that all of her, you know, because she would, I guess, kind of secretly record her, her therapy sessions with her psychologist and whatnot. Yeah. And she had just kind of like recordings on her phone uh, and in the cloud. And so what her ex-boyfriend had noticed was that uh, it, her whole account was wiped. And somehow he was able to recover some. And I guess this is the part that you'd have to fact check me on. I think there, that I saw a video that said in those audio files, there was, there was conversation between her... And that guy and her murderer from the past, and I think his name is Josh or something. And like it was, it was, it, it was from before that night, I, I think. Oh, okay. Something like that. You'd have to double check that. I'm not exactly sure, but um, the the conversations that that are for real uh, between uh, between Tiffany and her psychologist, her psychiatrist, is so they're so bizarre to me. And the guy just, yeah, I don't know. Very bizarre. I wish I would written down some of the quotes. I did. Because he sounds like a, dude, he sounds like a dick, dude. Like, he's kind of an asshole to her. Yeah. I don't know anything about being, you know, about practicing as a psychiatrist, but the, I don't know, man. He does not sound like he handles it right. Like, he's, so, yeah, he's so, constantly like, I don't know if I'll have time for you tomorrow. Like, oh, uh, she'll, she'll be like, how much, like, is the session tomorrow? He's like, uh, yeah, let's say like 200, but like. That's for two hours, and, and after that, like, I'm kicking you out. He's like, time is money. Like, he said that in one of the things. I was like, jeez, Wow, dude. nice guy. I, I, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, I listened to, like, yeah, sorry. Can I was go just going to say that this John Captain guy, ex-boyfriend, um, had gotten a hold of some of these recordings, like we said, and he had sent them to maybe another psychiatrist, maybe his or something, saying, like, is this, like, normal <laughs> for them to talk this way? And the guy, the response he got was, like, this is absolutely unprofessional, and this person <laughs> should oh, be in jail. I know that. Yeah, so that's one of his things that he likes to talk about when, when he gets interviewed, is, like, like the psychiatrist is has part to do with this, too, because he was not behaving or doing his job that- and was actually doing harmful things that right right and so and i think that um a lot of this so okay a lot of i mean that's basically what the court what the case is this guy his name is josh um hold on let me find his name i think it's josh something people i mean people should know this this dude is i i don't know his name i'm not sure i wrote it down but which is a bummer but um Anyways, what I'm trying to say is, is you know, that guy was found guilty, I guess, I think in 2013, charged with 18 years. But before that, he was, I don't know if it went back to trial. Oh, okay. Daniel Bruin. Bruin. 
Yeah. His name's Daniel B-R-U-Y-E-N. Anyways, what I was trying to get at is this guy, um, between him and the psychologist and just what had kind of led up to this, um, the whole, like the dialogue with the psychologist, the dude, and that whole like little posse that, that murdered Tiffany as well as, um, yeah, just the dialogue and, and all this stuff, it kind of leads into the conspiracy of that she was, people think that this court case was just, they, they dismissed it and it was a kind of an inside job um, where she was basically under mind control or some, some sort of thing like that. And the boyfriend swears by this up and down. This is his thing, like, um, if we were yeah, to get he, him on the podcast, he would talk about it. Like, And he'll always preface it by saying, like, she was saying crazy stuff and I thought she was crazy. But after what happened, after she had said that, um, I firmly believe that he's, that she was mind controlled. So, yeah. And there's also, I know there's a blog, um, that I came across. It was her, her like flatmate, she, who she lived with at the time. And that whoever her flatmate is, has like has a blog and tries to kind of raise awareness. Cause they, I don't know, between, you know, that the flatmate and the, her ex-boyfriend, John, you know, they, they, when they talk about this stuff, they almost are trying to say like something fishy happened. Um, it doesn't seem right. And, and I mean, I don't know if we, if, if you'd like, we could, I think we could dive into kind of the tactics that people reference and how it's, um, the origins of the sort of details i guess yeah i'll throw in one last comment that like another thing that's super suspicious is that you know all those recordings um they were on the saved on the cloud like we had said but they got deleted like and i'm pretty sure this was after she she was murdered so somebody else did that um you know was it yeah (laughs) was it a person was it a government agency was it the um the company itself that managed that cloud. I don't know. I don't know if it's right. Right. And so, and, and I think to explain if, if there was any interest to delete her, her, her cloud evidence, you know, um, that, that seems to me to lean towards like, you know, there's some organization or group that wanted that gone. And the thing with these sort of mind control studies, because the thing is, I feel like as soon, you know, as soon as you say mind control, we're going to, people are going to start bailing, but I mean, but the, the thing is, is they've been, you know, MK ultra and I think it's called project Monarch. And, you know, there's, di- there's different um, projects that were conducted in the 1940s. And a lot of them were specific to mind control and a, a lot of times mass mind control. Um, but they would test on individuals, you know, using drugs on them, you know, LSD, things like, things like that. And just also doing, you know, deprivation, you know, sense deprivation, all these weird stuff. And, uh, and the, the one that, you know, people tend to lean towards for, to explain, uh, what happened at Tiffany Jenks is, uh, it's called, I think Monarch, it's called like Monarch mind control, something like that, uh, studied under the project, uh, Monarch and, um, in the 1940s and it was basically a uh, trauma it's a trauma enforced sort of mind control where you you basically i mean you kind of like punish and, and abuse the subject essentially to kind of scare them into um you know just doing whatever you want them to do and you kind of you try to it, you know what i mean it's it's, it's very uh, it's really gross i mean it's very it's a, a huge you know somebody people had to study to understand how to you you know manipulate power like that and 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 then and it happened you know in, our, in the government in the 1940s and so there's a reason that they did that and there's a deep understanding of it that could sound very far-fetched um but i don't know and just to i guess as like a reference maybe this isn't a good one but um i think you said you've watched hunter x hunter in that anime there's a there's the dude Kilwa. His family is kind of, I feel like when I was reading about this stuff, it reminded me of, of his family because they're, they're from a uh, sort of royal bloodline and they have these kids that are trained to be assassins. And in order for them to train them to be assassins, they have uh, basically like abuse that they're, they're like kids to make them like very um, just brutal. Yeah. And, and it also, you, you know, in this whole monarch mind control theory, 
Um, they talk about separate alters that you're trying to create in the subject, basically, so that they have like different personalities and you can trigger different personalities so that they can fit into different, you know, specific environments that you need them to, which again, Killua, you can see like, as soon as he's threatened, he turns into like a different person and starts, his aura gets huge and gets very, you know, po more powerful. And, you know, other than that, he's like a subdued, you know, chill kid. Um, maybe again, maybe it's a bad reference, but that's sort of the idea, um, put into a picture, but just like the theory in real life is a lot darker than it. So I actually didn't know that. That's interesting. I didn't know that they tried to create intentionally like, um, separate personalities that's yeah so it's trauma-based disassociation is basically what kind of what the verbiage i was seeing um you create trauma in someone and then basically you can just trigger whatever you need them to be like you know whatever kind of however you need them to act um and, and um yeah i don't know details about there's like specific kind of personalities that they seek apparently in the in this theory um and I guess, okay, this is where it gets like really weird is like, you know, and it kind of leads into the whole Illuminati stuff. Um, is that, you know, a lot of this theory kind of gets in, you know, when you get more cons conspiratorial with it and like into the weeds, it talks about how there's, you know, bloodlines and they tend to keep these practices and these rituals, um, for the, uh, within specific families because they know that that line of whatever will like kind of obey the rules and believe in the, in this sort of stuff. Um, it, you know, and on a weirder level, it, kind of, it gets like a lot of the stuff I was reading gets very like religious, but, um, it, regardless the stuff, you know, if I don't know, it's just very odd. It's, it's very weird. So like a lot of this stuff ties back apparently to, uh, you know, it's just like, kind of bastardized religions that became cults. And then, um, those are the sort of families that fell into this kind of camp of mass mind control studies and were willing to participate in it, I guess. Um, so they, you know, that's, that's why I think, you know, it's kind of the same idea with like the Illuminati where a lot of people are like, Oh, it's all these celebrities, Jay-Z and Beyonce, like they're all in the Illuminati and they were probably raised as kids, like set up to be in this position. So a lot of the theory with this monarch mind control falls into that same, um, like motif, I guess, if you will, where, you know, there's certain people that, um, that can, I guess, go through the trials of this mind control well enough to where they, uh, they can get put on a pedestal in, in a sort of way. And it's called, and you know, the cabal or whatever of these monarch mind controllers, uh, they, 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 they try to turn certain people into what they call presidential models. So it's like, the thing is, is like, you can understand that where they're trying to make people obey these weird rituals, weird rules, they kind of teach these weird stuff to like kids when they're, you know, in these families when they're young. So they don't really know any different stuff, but like someone like, you know, Jenks, if she if she's starting to speak out and, and say and in a lot of those recordings between her and her psychologist the dude even says like don't tell people who you are and it's like uh maybe she was trying to bust out of that whole thing and uh because her, her father was in a high position too so you know anyways i feel like i'm kind of rambling right now but it's just interesting because if she's trying to speak out and there's this weird stuff she's saying and then her psychologist is almost like verbally abusing her and like trying to, I don't know, it's just odd. Um, it didn't seem like it was handled well. And, you know, especially right after her father passed, she was going, you know, she was losing it even more, not losing it, but she was getting a lot more depressed and just, uh, she was in a bad state, you know? Yeah. And, um, I remember even, uh, John Captain had said on the podcast that he went out trying to find anybody that knew Tiffany when she was younger to try and because he understands now like they go at you young and they traumatize you young so they can do this and he wanted to see if um, he could find something by finding people that knew her as a kid and he actually could not find anything so that's okay that's interesting because in a lot of the recordings that I was listening to between her and her psychologist he She'd say stuff like, like he'd be like, I don't know. He would, there'd either be a tap, which people say is like a, a, one of the triggers that they use in this, these, this like a cult. 
and basically you hear it happen and she just start talking about like oh yeah like i was really popular in high school like like all the nerds like you know i didn't understand them but like i was always a popular girl and she just didn't make any sense and i was like what the heck so like and then he's like yeah but like you know he's like i don't know who you are and you shouldn't tell people who you are and like you should you know um he like he, a lot of the dialogue between her and the psychologist is just him like telling her you know isolate yourself basically is what he's saying he, he's, he tells her like over and over like remove anybody who's in your life like you shouldn't have them as your friends like you should just um follow your own destiny sort of thing and um like and in doing so you know then you'll find your purpose and like just stick to that basically and i'm trying to find you know some of these quotes because they're i wrote some down so um yeah so he basically just tells her like cut people out of your life um and then he said you know and, and, and which is bad because you know isolation is like humans worst nightmare in a lot of ways that's why they put some of the worst people in solitary confinement um but he basically says this is a quote he says um uh he said yes i just uh oh yeah so she's like talking to him and she says um you need to lose any friends that you have um and she says yeah she you know she says okay yeah i agree she says yes i just need to follow the yellow brick road and the psychologist immediately agrees with her. He's like, oh, yeah. He, um, and then he says, quote, get, uh, you just need to get your stuff together and get shit done and serve the purpose in your life, basically, is what he says. Um, and then she says, like, if you knew, uh, and then he's, he tells her, like, if you knew, if you knew who you were when you were young, it would not be a good thing. Oh. Like, that's a direct quote. Oh. And I had to play that back a few times. I was like, What? He says, like, if you, yeah, so that was really creepy. And then he mentions the yellow brick road a lot, which again points at that whole monarch mind control. Um, there's a lot to explain with it. It's super weird. But I, I'm curious if you've, like, read, if, if any of the stuff I'm talking about, you've, like, heard about or read during, you know, when you researched MK Ultra. But yeah, I've heard about it. So, like, the main parts I've heard is, yes, the trauma thing. Um, it's news to me that why they did that. I thought it was just somehow that's how it worked. And then, yeah, there's weird phraseology that that they use in some way, shape, or form. And I always kind of think about um, uh, the Winter Soldier from the Marvel movies. How, um, like, he, he's just himself, which is normal. He's just Bucky. But then when he's read a certain sequence of words, um, then he becomes, like, mind controlled and then yeah or like in bioshock yeah. in bioshock when it well i don't want to ruin the surprise if anyone hasn't played it but it's an old game there's a whole code word that you say the whole time you're playing but um yeah no that you're you're right with like the phraseology and whatnot and there's like a whole power structure within these practices too so um when i was researching the project we like odd enough i don't know if it's a credible source but when i was looking into like this monarch um, mind control stuff. The one of the first things I like was giving me information, good information was Course Hero. I, I was like, that is really weird because like, I don't know, man. I used to use Course Hero to help me with like write papers and stuff. So it's like, I shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I you know I would do that. I didn't have an account, but I would get tips. They give you you know a little blurb, and so. Um, Anyways, I, I feel like it's a credible source. And so there, basically there was excerpts from this writing. And honestly, I don't really know what it's called. I think it was written in you know early 2000s. But this section was talking about, it's called like titled like Monarch Slaves Are Taught to Follow the Yellow Brick Road. Like I said, they kept mentioning that in the audio clips. So this is where it gets super, super weird and hard to explain. Um, but there's like this theory of... Okay, so... Okay, so we have to kind of go back in time to 1900 for, for this to make sense. I don't know if I'm... Am I, like, just all over the place, Lee? Or, or, or is this coherent? No, it's coherent. It's coherent. <laughs> okay, okay. So, in 1900s, right, um, there was a fella, and his name was... Let me find it here in the notes. Um, sorry, guys. He was an author. Okay. Uh was his name 
Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, okay, well, he's the author of the, the Wizard of Oz, okay? Frank Baum, that's his name. I think he had another alias. Um, so he was a, a member of this cult of called the Theosophic Society. And if you look at the symbol, super sketchy. It's got, like, honestly, I think it has a swastika in the symbol. It's, it's messed up. But, like, it's a very weird cult. And it's, like, this. it's called Theosophic Society, okay? And he was part of it. He wrote The Wizard of Oz, all right? And this group, this Theosophic Society, they would do these weird rituals and follow the... Uh, you know, it kind of fall like the whole narrative of this group is that it kind of follows that narrative of evil people falling into power and then work, you know, they work their, you know, amongst their cabal um, under like a secret agent uh, or secret uh, agency. Basically, no one knows about it and they have a lot of power in politics, whatever. Okay. So it kind of follows that same narrative is the idea, um, but it's spawned from this Theosophic Society, which I guess like Catholic Church, I think, spawned from it as well, from like uh, Theo. Theosophy is what it's called or something like that. Um, and so these, these theosophic ideals are very, uh, they teach to be just very self-reliant, you know, you know, anything that you put your mind to, you can basically do kind of, and, um, which is just, I mean, okay. At the bare at its essence, that's just not true. Even if you have like a high paying job and you're paying all the bills and you're, you're on your own, like you would not be able to eat food if it weren't for thousands of people that brought food to the grocery store you go to anyways. Um, <laughs> So, so anyways, what I'm trying to say is that there was all these rituals and these sort of, um, these ideas that, that are hidden in the wizard of Oz, which was, you can kind of derive was probably influenced by this cult because the, the writer bomb or whatever, he was part of it. Right. So when he wrote the wizard of Oz, there's a lot of symbolism in it that, that I was reading about. And it, again, you gotta have a tinfoil hat on for this conversation. So I'm sorry if I've already lost a bunch of people, but, um, you know, I don't know. Does it, do you, do you have anything to say, Lee? Do you know about this stuff? Like, or, um, or did you, am I, cause, cause well, there's, there's a lot of weird stuff like related to mind control in the wizard of Oz. It gets like, I don't even know how we're at this point right now, but we are like, a, so, um, I have the, the book in my house somewhere, so I'm going to have to read it now. <laughs> To see what it's doing and i mean even the movie has some strange things to it and i i've seen it compared mentioned in mk ultra videos before so mm. you're not wrong in that regard so um yeah all, all this just makes me really wanna i don't think we've ever done a deep dive on mk ultra but it seems like there's more information out there than I thought there was. And Dude, you're providing I was it, so. <laughs> weird stuff. I mean, basically what it talks about is how, like, the yellow... Okay, first of all, the symbol of the um, of this group, this society, they they have a snake. And I guess the Greek word or something for snake is cycl it's cyclone, essentially. So in The Wizard of Oz, she gets taken by a cyclone, which people interpret as, like, a snake, okay? So kind of like referencing the symbolism. She ends up, okay, then I was talking about how, you know, a lot of people talk about in this monarch brain control stuff. There, you know, one of the triggers to um, spark an, a, an altar that you want them to follow, basically, is like you tap three times. And so she like taps her, her heels three times. That's So, okay, I mean, it's, like, it's kind of weird stuff like that. But the yellow brick road for sure super stands out to me because the psychologist was telling her to follow the yellow brick road. And in this whole connection between monarch mind control and the wizard of oz um essentially um like the master the controller like sets you on the yellow brick road and that's where they're that's where they're like the path that they're telling you to take and the goal is at the end is like the emerald towers basically yeah. um and so and then you know the controller is like oz behind the scenes or whatever i don't know it's very it's, it's weird. Mm. Um, there's a lot to it. I don't really want to get into all those details, but um, the fact of the matter is this group, this theosophic or whatever theosophical society, um, like I, I believe Hitler was a part of it. So again, if you, you know, if you, t if you talk about MK ultra, a lot of the theory is that they were ex SS soldiers that were conducting the experiments in the United States. So like if this dude with the wizard of Oz, he's like fomenting ideas that were from, original nazis i mean 
does that make sense like they in the 1940s then they turned it into a movie like that's when it got turned into a movie so it's like that's right around the time period when mk ultra is you know said to have been taking place so it's like and it was the first color movie um so that made more people watch it and i believe that they thought that they could control people with television i think that was at least something they experimented with um our government yeah it is you know it is you're right you're right um so weird stuff weird weird uh connections here and you could see with you know with tiffany jenks it's like if she was trying to break out of this box and get get out of this cult then like you know the powers that be in that group didn't want her to know didn't want people to know and, and the, the thing with this is like it sound it all sounds far out but i don't know man i use this one really nasty dude as like a as a point to kind of open people's mind up about this stuff like actually maybe being possible is like uh jimmy seville dude this guy is crazy man and and everything that people said about him he, before he died he said it was true so i mean he was like a stand-up comedian and i think the 70s in britain or something had all these connections to all his royalty and basically had access to a children's hospital and would often, you know, basically just abuse his power and, uh, control, um, over a lot of these kids and he just did heinous acts basically. And, and when, and when he, you know, he got knighted by the queen and all this stuff. And when, uh, when, before he died, when he was like in his eighties, he said he confessed and said, all that stuff's true. People basically knew it for decades. Um, so again, it's like this stuff is real. There's definitely these groups that do this stuff. Epstein, you know, latest kind of news about this whole thing. And I don't know. Yeah. There, there's uh, truth is stranger than fiction. That's really true. And I'm learning more and more every day. How much, tr- how true that is. <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's crazy man um you know so i think when people think mind control usually they're like oh you send like a hypnotic ray and then you can just tell the person like you know but that's not really what it is it you know if you speak in real terms it's like a it's a psychological manipulation um and it's like if you you know there's a whole conversation of nature versus nurture if you are able to make someone's react like you know, whatever you can make someone who's young, they're a reality that's just not real and they won't know any difference. So it's like, it, it, it all kind of makes sense that this stuff could be possible. Um, to me at least. Uh, yeah, like this is, I don't know. I'm gonna have to research this more too. Cause it's, I wonder if there's ways to tell. And then like, this is like, this is what they were doing in the, started in the 40s right like 40s to maybe early 70s doing this these type of experiments they're probably way past that now so like you know what the heck so that's yeah that's the thing is like um i think nowadays we're seeing the real effects as at a mass scale they're they're kind of using tactics not not like this but they you know in a lot of talk today you hear about psychological abuse on the masses being provoked you know like from the government at least from what i've been seeing i don't know but it's like and if i mean it's real dude people are just so pissed off at everybody these days and it's like you know i was i would say you know the government wants us all divided like they're doing that to us um and it's all through these like mind games you know these little psychological parlor tricks because i've always you know now i'm paranoid like you know Obviously, the news is trying to do something on some level. We know that. But, like, do movies do it? Do TV shows do it? Do, does music do it? Like, where... Where, if yeah, in those mediums, are they, tr- are they trying to actively do that? Have they, well, I mean, have yeah, they researched I think, it and I think done it? I sure the evidence know? is so. there. You could say... You could point at what <sighs> happened just to... Like, it suffice to say that they... The powers that be, if you will, they have interest in every single piece of media and, and and a glaring example is like last week when they're now they're trying to ban like gta 5 or whatever it's like they obviously understand the control like the effect that things have on massive amounts of people you know whether they're right or not about gta being linked to more carjackings i don't know they could be right <laughs> but like 
again, I mean, they understand that that could be possible, but they could, you know, if you just look at the other side of it, you're like, you could also say like, oh, well, if I understand that effect, then how far does this go and how can I use it? And if it gets in the hands of the wrong people, then, you know, bad things happen. I had one thing to note here um, that I forgot to mention. Um, She did drink a lot. But it's not what you think. So according to, I, I think she had said this, that basically, you know, they couldn't control her if she was drinking. And people are thinking that maybe that alcohol somehow, the way it messes with the brain also messes with um, being able to be controlled by by. Yeah, whatever I, also I I, yeah too. we didn't even mention well, it just makes you you know you're more of a liability if you will like you become like a loose cannon right and, and it's almost like you could say she was becoming a loose cannon on purpose because she wanted out and then they had to take care of it yeah and some of the dialogue she even says like oh i'm thinking of going to china or something like that she's like t- talks about traveling like i need to get away and he's like that's not a good idea he's just basically telling her like stay here don't tell anybody who you are don't hang out with anyone it's like what so do we think the implication is that he is also part of i I believe so yes yes well look at dude look at the unabomber man there was there you know the theory with that guy is that one of his professors was having him go to these extracurricular classes for for hours out of the day like a few times a week hmm and what they found out is that, you know, a lot of people are found out that he was be- basically being tested on. And it was a lot of this same sort of rhetoric where he would um, go to this class and then basically be asked a bunch of questions and um, like he'd have to answer stuff. And then if they just basically be like, you're wrong and they'd tell, like treat him like shit and be basically just tell him like, you don't know what you're doing. You're an idiot. Like I've seen this video footage of it and he, and he's just like, it just demoralizes this guy. Right. And then he goes, he, he snapped, you know, obviously. And, um, all of his friends said like those classes made him act all weird. He like, wasn't really the same person after him. I'm not trying to like make, you know, cause sympathy for the dude, but I'm just saying there's like these weird activities that go on under disguise of, uh, of whoever, like a trusted institution. Um, yeah. Yeah. I do you think so uh, there was I read two theories I don't think we've mentioned what a handler is and I think it's kind of tied in with MK Ultra is a handler's job is they're the one that's able to control you essentially um how it works and all that I don't know but I've heard two theories suggested that this lady in the business suit was her handler and also potentially the hander of the two dudes, that they were also mind control. Um, I also heard a theory. So, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say a weird one. The only one that I really came across was that it was her dad. Yeah, that was the second. And one. then when he passed away, they just like didn't have any control over her. Yeah. So that's the other. Yeah, her her dad. And then you can question like, I don't. I didn't look into like, can they confirm that was her blood dad or was it a like a foster dad essentially that was made oh, made made, know, made, yeah. made to act as the father just for um optics sakes but was actually just a handler and she was just a random kid that you know they had taken taken and um uh, traumatized and made it in, made her into a well, an asset of types. yeah so so it's interesting that you bring that up um well again the seville thing he would uh, reportedly he would bring celebrities and famous people and then go like whatever, get someone from the hospital. So who knows what's, what that activity is for. If they're, I don't know, inducting people, whatever. But when I was reading about all this, this monarch mind control stuff, something that came up was, um, uh, the conspiracy of the McMartin school. I don't know if you've heard about that one. (laughs) Pretty, uh, it's a story that's pretty close to where I'm, you know, not too far away from me. And it's basically, it was in Manhattan beach, um, California. There was a preschool that basically, okay, well, it's weird that you've never heard of it. I had never heard of it either, but it is, it is the United States 
in, in history, in the United States history, it has become, it's the longest and most expensive case ever in American history. Huh. And at the end of it all, there was no, there was uh, no, nobody was uh, convicted. <laughs> okay. So, well. And it's basically that there's preschool, there were these kids that came out and were t- like reporting abuse at the school basically. And like talked about these like underground tunnels where they possibly saw like faces, you know, f- television faces that they'd seen in the, you know, on television, whatever. But then there's other counter reports that were like, okay, all these kids were like kind of like provided rewards if they would answer in a specific way to like make it the case look stacked against the school. So that's why at the end of the day, there was no, nobody was convicted was because they said, Oh, like these kids were being provoked to answer like that. And, and in the, you know, in the reports, apparently these like bizarre reports from the kids, they said like, yeah, we'd go to these weird tunnels. And then some of them were saying like, we'd go into air balloons and again, dude, I'm just going back to Jimmy Seville, dude. He would take apparently take kids on like boats. So it's like that's not out of I don't know, man. It's not out of the realm of possibility by any stretch, I don't think. But anyways, that's just something to mention, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I have on this topic. Um, I don't know if you had any more. I don't. I... It's, dep- it's super depressing. So yeah. Um, it's interesting. Um, definitely possible. Like there's there's stuff there to support the claims that John Captain is saying that she was mind controlled. Like it's like it's entering into like the realm of possibilities. This isn't just you know. I don't know if if it's like plausible. Do you still have a tinfoil hat on, or is it has it fallen off? Like, yeah, it's it's there's always it's always hard to read, man. <laughs> So, I mean, apparently he went to the court and said, hey, I got new evidence with these cloud files. And they said, no, yeah. the verdict has already been made. We're not going to accept any new evidence. So, I mean, it's like if you, I don't know. I don't think the tinfoil is ever really completely off. You always have to have it. You don't want to get too deep, you know, because, I mean, maybe, you know, who knows? Like if, 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 if the tinfoil is firmly on, then the thing, or oh, I guess how are we talking about the tinfoil as a defense? <laughs> <laughs> If you believe all of this stuff is real, then you have to you have to be convinced that there's like these super strong groups that are very like able to to keep secrets and they have everyone working for them that matters and I, you know I I don't know see that's that a, level, yeah that, that's always you know, the you know the kind of the the defense from like the skeptic side will always just be like like really like that many people are involved and like you really think that's possible i mean so and i always say like it is possible but you know well, if, yeah, it, again, if it was if it true whole, like, obviously it the family they, mentality then yeah they're gonna do everything they can to keep it on the down low and to make it seem unlikely or impossible um, but okay then like if that is a thing then how did the all of these super weird like kind of like evil people end up at the top like how how is it that that just happened to happen and it wasn't like a good guy that made it i mean obviously it's not everyone in these industries and spheres or i would hope not everyone would be like involved in this stuff but i don't know man it's just i would say i think my if i had to argue that point i would say um basically to get to the highest to make the most money or to gain the most power you have to be willing to step on people on the way to the top, right? It takes a special kind of person to, to to disregard everybody else just so that you can get to the top. Like it's hard to it's it's hard to be a good, honest person and get rich, like because nobody else is, you know. Right. I, I think right, it's just, right. it's just a culture of the elites is that you have to be some sort of sociopath slash psychopath <laughs> to have just no empathy for your how you're affecting people around you in pursuit of wealth, power, whatever. Um, I think there's something to that. That that'd be kind of my argument. So you think it? Okay, I see. There'd be like correlation between success and just being a dick. Like <laughs> essentially, yes. That's a good okay. way to summarize. <laughs> okay. Okay, I can um, see that. And and it's um it, it's easy to keep power and money once you get it. So this may have maybe back in like 1800s maybe even earlier than that 
it was kind of a level playing field where you had some good people and some bad people. But once the bad people realize that they can take out the good guys um, as competition, then only they're left at the top. And once you're at the top, it's so easy to stay there. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think, yeah. And it's, it's switched now. It used to kind of just be like if you were in the... Uh, like the aristocracy you know that was it like you made it and and that was it but now that we've got we've kind of changed things and we almost have like an illusion now of like no that's gone now but instead we've just it's it's still the same <laughs> they God, just they just convinced us first. that uh <laughs> yeah it's worse because we don't even know now or we, we think we're like, oh, no, we can make our way in the world just fine. We can Bro, become rich and wealthy if we Mark want. Says, man. Yeah. Mark talks about this stuff, dude. He's pretty spot on with some stuff. But yeah, I think that's, that's all I got. So, yeah, if you like this, if you want us to do more on MK Ultra, we can do that. If you want us to take a deep dive in how the Wizard of Oz ties into mk ultra we could do that um thanks for the uh the tip we actually got from duib podcast at gmail.com much appreciated uh, i hope we covered it well enough um we did our best <laughs> yeah, and um, right. this person also tipped us off to a, a few other topics that uh we might look into um they're pretty fun too uh so stay tuned um, yeah thanks for the recommendations yeah, yeah. That's uh that's going to be it for this one. Is my control real? Definitely maybe. Yeah, look Definitely. into it. I'll talk, see you guys later.